Y'all be taking my secrets to the grave. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. You can't. He does live in Kansas City. Lorian and Spencer. Dame DeLorean, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. I want my weeds. Well, if you want to be like me, a loser, go ahead and smoke. You make weed look so uncool. That's right, making weed look so uncool. From FEMA Region 7. You're hanging out in the bowl. I'm Dame DeLorean. And I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. Happy Token Tuesday, bowlers. Yes, thank you for hanging out, bowlers. It is December 14th, 2021. And this right here, well, this is episode 121 of Bowl After Bowl. Woo! Back at it again. Wow, could you pick an any higher energy opening intro? That was lit. Yeah. Gotta get something lit around here. It's not the tree. <laughs> yeah, you know. And that's me and you and the bowlers. That's right. High, welcome, welcome. High energy. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your puffs. Yes, thank you for the bowls. Everything. Everything you do, bowlers. We want to thank you. In fact, that's what we start every show with is thanking everybody who helps us put this thing together. And, uh,. That's because we're value for value podcast, but it's also because we get too into the show. You know, a lot of shows they wait until like an hour in, or the middle, or the last in, or something. But you know, for our format, it's just better if we get that out of the way right up front with the credits, and then you know we we don't forget them. Well, often we are forgetting things on the show. I don't think I have any make goods today, but that's just because. Whatever we forgot last week, like, we just forgot it all the way. I guess. I didn't think we forgot anything. That's a spirit. I like that spirit. But uh, we're definitely not going to forget the people who put on the show. And uh, we do have two producers specifically to thank. Both coming in with PayPal uh, stonations, in fact. They are on a recurring scheduled monthly stonation. Uh, and that is... Our boy Cotton Gin. Yay, Cotton Gin. And our boy C-Dubs. Hey, C-Dubs. Thanks, guys. So thank you so much for that. I have one. Thank you for the value for value. And um, everybody else? I mean, the moose factor is pretty high with this crowd. Everybody else is that? No, 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 no. Uh, There's a lot of people contributing in many different ways. We want to thank No Debit for putting up the stream that we stream on. At bullafterbull.com, if you click listen live and you go to the bowl stream, uh, which streams from bullafterbull.com, that's uh, his IceCast server. So thank you so much for setting us up with that. And thank you, Sir Ryan Bimrose, for hooking us up with the No Agenda stream. If you're listening live on the No Agenda stream to Bull After Bull on Tuesday nights, that is thanks to him. So thank you, sir. And if you're listening during the week... That's also thanks to him. If you heard that phone boy interview, I think I heard it like three different times this week on the stream. That's thanks to Mr. Bimrose. So thank you, sir. We appreciate it very much. 
And thank you, Phone Boy, for joining us for a Bulls with Buds. That's right. We appreciate it uh, for the Phone Boy interview and for all of our other Bulls with Buds interviews. You can go to bullswithbuds.com, and they're all sorted out there neatly for you. It's all the uh, sit-down Bulls with Buds we've done with our Buds. And speaking of Bulls with Buds, man, we've got a huge announcement. This Sunday, right after No Agenda... We're going to be going live with our next Bulls with Buds. And our Bulls with Buds guest is going to be none other than Mr. Mo Fax. Woo! Of Mo Fax with Adam Curry. Mo Fax, baby. So, yeah, definitely check that out. That'll be uh, on the central time zone. That'll be right around 2.30 is when the boys usually wrap up. So that should be absolutely super duper double plus off the chain. And we're very much looking forward to that. Jumping up and down and all of that. So, yeah, if you have uh, questions for Mo, you can be sure to ring him in and leave a voicemail for Mo. We'll play some voicemails for him. Uh, we'll see how long he can hang out and uh, take some questions and talk about some drug war stuff. There's a few things we've been wanting to pick his brain about. So, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. Same. Psyched. Yeah, that should be absolutely fun, fantastic time. And we love what uh, Bimrose has been doing with the uh, with the post-show streamage of live shows, getting us into rotations. You know, last Sunday, the Hoggeroos did their uh, call-in show, the, right. f- the five-minute limit, which was fun. And then before that, of course, we had Behind the Schemes go live Sunday after No Agenda. So this thing is really fun, and uh, we're glad to be able to participate and glad to be able to get a bud like Mo Fax in there. Uh, it's just, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be lit. So we will see you there on Sunday for show, for show, for show. Another thing that might go down on Sunday, and these are just early rumors of this, but uh, perhaps I'm hearing there may be another misinformed nation that we're going to do later that evening. So it oh. might be a, it might be a busy, fun-filled day. Don't know. Don't know, but pretty sure. Pretty sure that's going to go down. So it's going to be pretty freaking sweet, you guys. Pretty freaking sweet. Pretty sweet. You know what else is pretty sweet, though? We uh, have been playing around with this helipad. Oh, but wait. But before you get into that, can I just oh, say sorry, something? I'm sorry. Yes. You asked the bowlers to call in with questions they have for Mo Fax. Yes, I did. For our Bulls with Buds with him this Sunday. But before you call in with those questions, give it a think, you know, think about what questions you might want to ask him. And before that, first, tonight, you need to call in with your answer to our first time I ever topic, which is the first time I ever saw a boostagram. Calling into the voicemail is one of the simplest ways to give value back to this show. And it's real easy. All you got to do is call 816 that's right beautiful thank you for reminding me of that because that is a perfect question for tonight uh first time i ever saw a boostagram and uh like i was about to say we, we've been working with this helipad application Getting that hooked up. Pew, pew. So you can see boostograms. Because, you know, 
for those of you who've been following along, it's kind of tough to follow. Even even if you have a node and you're running a node, it's tough to follow what the hell is going on with the boostergrams and the TLVs and uh, um, all of this crap. Oh, and by the way, I never say this. Uh, the voicemail song. Sir Seat Sitter gave us the voicemail song. Most of you know that, but I just have to say it periodically that it is one of my favorite things to play that we play every show. And... I just want to thank you so much for the for the jingle because <laughs> it helps me remember my own voicemail number. Uh, yeah, I sing it every time in my head before I say the number out loud to anyone. I mean, I know where to find it because I know where to find Sir Seat Sitter. Yeah, we know where to find it. It's perfect. Exactly. Filed under S for Sir and then S for Seat and then S for Sitter. I think there's another S for another Sir in there somewhere, but uh, anyway, I'm going around in circles. Going around in circles today, but uh, that's just how it's going today. No, the boostograms. So we've been playing. Uh, C Dubs and I have been playing with a little script to get this installed on a Raspy Blitz, but we've got it up and running on a Raspy Blitz. And this is going to solve a lot of confusion and headache and just pains in the ass that we've been having with boostograms. Uh, boostograms have been on for a while, like months. But how most of us have been getting our boostograms is kind of digging through the the Ride the Lightning invoices that you can download, which are like CSV files, and then you dig through a certain cell of that to find the JSON that contains all these TLV records, which are just little metadata that are attached to a Lightning payment. And uh, like I said, f- for those of you, you might even run a node currently, uh, this all sounds like Mumbo jumbo, it all sounds like But it's it's kind of straightforward once you get in there and get this helipad uh, all worked up and started. So I've done it on a rasp a raspy blitz. If you run raspy blitz, I can help you get it up and started, but hopefully in a few weeks, maybe a couple of weeks, um, maybe even sooner, who knows? It just kind of depends on uh, uh, what kind of epiphanies that we can have. And I will say that uh, C-Dubs has been doing the brunt of the brick wall breaking. I kind of started the uh, starter script by looking at other services that the Raspi Blitz has and how they're installed. And uh, I just kind of tailored it to Helipad and then C-Dubs has really been the guy who's going in and uh, installing it and watching where it breaks and fixing it and then installing it and then watching where it breaks again and then fixing it again. Um, but we've got it to the point where we can at least run it, launch it, and view it in a browser. And I've tested it actually before the show, and I might just test it again. But what we're going to do from now on is run helipad during the show. And so if you boost, uh, and unfortunately we don't have the live tag finalized yet, so it's not like you can boost this particular episode, but if you boost, if you send a boostagram to any of our other episodes, uh, you should be able to hear the little pew on the show. And you can kind of uh, check and see like how long it takes. It's pretty quick. Typically, it shows up pretty quickly. So... What's a boostagram? A boostagram is just a boost. You send a little lightning payment and you can attach a message to it. You can do it in many 
different podcasting apps. And if you don't, uh, if you're not into this yet, if you don't know how to find one, you just go to newpodcastapps.com and you look at all the different apps that say value next to them. If they say value, that means that you can stream sats and you can do the boostograms uh, through that app. So I'm just going to uh, do the boostogram. I like that. You can do the boostogram. That's right. Boostogram! We've got all kinds of uh, loud, annoying boostogram. Ah, the boost bait. Jingles and stuff. Oh, yeah, there is some boost bait, isn't there? Mm, that's some tasty boost bait. So there, I just sent it. We'll see. We'll see how it shows up. Anyway, that's uh, something we're hooking up. So we want to kind of drive the excitement and the cool interactivity that we can have uh, with Boostagrams. And I've got the process running in the background. So basically what Helipad does is it just builds a little SQLite database with all of your boosts in it. And then when it sees another one, so I just saw it, it's it's seen it in the terminal. It's there. And it's there. Of course, now my uh, you got my the PC was off. muted, so that's why we didn't hear the pew. But we do hear a yeah. There we go. There, woohoo! And so that's like a way. If you want to just totally like interrupt the show to say something specific, you can do it via a boostagram too. That's the that's the cool thing about boostagrams. Uh, it's gonna be the future pod 2.0, podcasting 2.0 super chat style stuff, and uh, we're really excited about it. Very excited about the live tag. Whenever that thing gets implemented, we're going to jam it right into the show right away and figure out, you know, whether it's working or not or uh, what little we might be able to understand of it right away. I don't know, but we're just going to dive in head first because we've been so eager for months. We've been we've been anticipating with salivated mouths that live tag. Um, and in fact, I think it was a, a month or a month and a half ago. Uh, that the Podfather was telling me, you know, in a week or two, we expect to have live done. So, um, there's probably setbacks on the way and different things. I know that Dave has been working really hard on the helipad thing, which also is going to be, it, you know, it's a chunk of the, of the live tag in, in and of itself. Cause you got to be able to monitor in real time these boosts coming in. Hey, there's one. Woo! Look at that. Thank you, Harv Hat. Yeah. Thanks, Harv Hat. 4,200 sats. Beautiful. See how that works? Right away. Pew! Very cool. In real time. So, that uh, we're jumping up and down about it. Uh, we're very, very happy to uh, have that running. Now, what I'm, what we're trying to do, me and C-Dubs getting together, is to have this as an installable service just through the Raspberry Blitz menu. So, you won't have to type in a single command line. All you have to do is go in to settings go into the services check the box hit okay and then everything just installs boom and then once it's installed you just be able to navigate to your local ip at the right port and then just see helipad running and nothing else because that's how all the other services work right now on on raspy blitz if you install say thunderhub it just puts it in there, and then you can pick Thunderhub from the menu, and it says, hey, go to this address in your browser, and then boom, it just works. That's it. So that's what we're working on. I'm super excited about it, and uh, we'll definitely keep the bowlers updated as things progress. 
and I just wanted an extra special uh, thanks C-Dubs for helping me work on it because it's been a lot of fun and uh, it always helps it always helps if you're working with somebody else with, as far as progress goes ah oh, an accountability partner yeah it's accountability it's motivation like I care more because the other guy's involved the other cares more guy cares more because I'm involved it's like we feed on each other you know and it's uh, it's very cool he also gave me an incredible deal on a couple of extra displays uh, that worked out very nicely. So I want to I want to thank you for that too. So now we can in real time over here on the right we got a we got a fourth display on the bull after bull war war station, and uh, both Lorian and I can see the current timestamp. So if we want to write down timestamps, that's, that's going right. to help us a lot for the show. Uh, we still haven't implemented the patented Abel Kirby foot stomp yet, even though he did give me a beautiful foot stomp pedal to use. Uh, mainly, I think, because I don't record in Reaper yet. I'm thinking about switching over to Reaper. I saw Nick the Rat switch to Reaper for recording. Oh. All the cool kids are doing it. thing about it is if you're if you're on an Adobe subscription, uh, subscription you just want to use Adobe because you're like, oh, God, I'm paying for Adobe. i got to use Adobe. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I just use their products so much on other stuff uh, for my other side businesses. All the gigs. Yeah. All the Adobe. All the video, the drone stuff, the the photos. It's kind of, uh, it, it's what I've always known. I've used Adobe stuff since I was like eight or nine, you know, so. Yeah, so you're handicapped by it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, see if you can uh, switch it out for something else. I don't know. Yeah, there's just so much. There's so much going on there, you know? I would have to replace at least five programs that I use constantly. And total, like, you know, 10 or 12. Uh, sounds like a pain in the rear. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, you know, there's there's so many other things on the to-do list that... Uh, yeah, I know how it goes. Why mess with it? Why mess with it, you know? Like, if it ain't broke kind of a thing. Problem is, I'm broke, so there's... <laughs> There's that. Yeah. Um, also in the cocaine shit stain um, notes, 500K Ring of Fire, we have five of the six locked in. We may just go with five. We may just go with five guys at a 500K sat capacity. And um, we are getting... Uh, uh, we talked to Circus Media earlier, who's resyncing his node and getting that ready. And... You know, if there's if there's just five interested, we may just go on a launch for the five because we want to get we, we want to put this thing uh, we want to get it ignited. You know, yes. we've been talking about it long enough. We need to get it ignited. So, uh, if you're interested in being the sixth man in a five hundred sat five hundred thousand sat ring of fire, um, it'll be all podcasters as of right now, I believe. Yes, that's correct. All podcasters. Uh, if you want to if you want in on that action as the sixth man, just shoot me an email. Spencer at bowlafterbowl.com, and we'll make you the sixth man. But if not, we'll go with five. We're flexible. We're crazy. We don't need six. We can do five. Um, yeah. That's all the cocaines I have in the shit stain. The only other notes I have really, um, Ablecraft. Yes. Some updates there. Some arts coming in from all the artists doing some artwork for the songs. Including very you. Very cool. Yeah, I sent my art in. Including you. So you're one of the artists. That's very cool. It was fun hearing uh, back from Abel about his critiques on it and how he wanted me to change my original art. 
and by the time I was done, you know, following his edits and submitting, I was like, wow, this is way better than anything I ever imagined. Dude's got quite the eye. No doubt. Yeah, I love, that's what I love about collaborative creative works, you know, they, it's always better working with somebody else who has a second set of eyes and, you know, they can tweak it or give feedback and just be like, um, this is really good and I like what you have. Can you make it this? Yeah. Let's make it better. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. I yeah, it was that. fun. I love and that stuff in art. I'm grateful for being tapped for that project. 10 days till the release on, on Christmas Eve. So it's really coming down to the wire. Uh, I've written the RSS feed mostly. There are just uh, a few little uh, blanks to fill in. Certain people I need to figure out if they have a node or what their node is. Mm. We need to get all of the audio files in place. Um, Abel needs to uh, let me know if he's got the uh, the Christmas song how it's going. Uh, so I haven't. I've been. I've been trying to not specifically not check in on it yet. Yeah. Just give him space to do it and write it in the thing. And I um, also got a URL for our website. Oh. Which is unannounced yet. Okay. I think, I I'll, I think I'll announce it Friday. I never want to like break stuff here about that. You know, I'd rather say it first over there. Um, but Ablecraft podcast on Friday uh, evening. You should check it out. We'll have some news for you. And yeah, like I said, it's coming down to the wire, so... Really, there's only two Fridays until it comes out. Wow, it's coming up. Um, Sweet Christmas. Yeah, well, actually, there's this Friday, and then the following Friday is Christmas Eve. Like, the following Friday will be oh, that's it. the release party, basically. It'll be the release night. <laughs> so that should be pretty lit. I'm excited about it. And um, Is there going to be, like, a live stream launch? I don't know. I probably play the album. I hope so. Probably get some boostergrams in. Probably turn on. Uh, I mean, that's that's a great idea that we could turn we could turn on the helipad and you know let people listen and boost and all this. Um, but that'll be cool. That'll be launching officially. And really, what we hope to do is just to kind of be a template or a best practices offer, like sort of a this is how you do it if you want to release music on the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem and infrastructure. And then once that's launched, I'm going to try and really put my nose to the ground. There's a couple other guys that are interested, but with developing apps of this nature, there's always this like separation in development and in developers of just like languages, you know, or languages you like to write in. And my problem is being incredibly limited to only what I know and what I've learned, which, um, on top of the .NET stuff, is React. And so I'm probably going to leverage React pretty heavily in trying to make a music podcasting player. Um, and I think some other guys are going some different ways or some different languages with it. If anybody's interested in React stuff or even... Uh, Next.js, I've been exploring a little bit, which is basically, uh, it uses React plus some extra tools, which makes sense. That's sort of the things that I'm eyeing to write. Um, just a simple podcast music player. And then we'll also have to wait on the medium tag being finalized. But basically the medium tag is what tells the, uh, it just 
displays to the index what type of media it is, whether it's a podcast or it's a oh, audio book or it's music, right? So, uh, of course, we're using the music tag, and ideally a music playing app would just pull out all of the stuff with a music medium tag. And, you know, maybe we have a discovery mechanism. Maybe we have, uh, you know, who, who knows how, it, how it's going to look. Um, what we mainly want to establish is what the feed side and publishing side looks like. Like this is, this is the best practices of how to put an album out there. And that's going to include like how to order the tracks, uh, how to credit artists properly and how to get everybody's value splits into the item level. That's really cool. I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting. Very official. Coming up. Very legal. <laughs> Very legal. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yeah, well, it's also my opinion that the magic number sightings are slowing down Ooh. for the holiday. Okay. I believe. Holidays should have been uh, plural there, but... Uh, the first one that uh, came across my eyes this past week was that 33 people were arrested on sex charges during Operation Dirty Santa in the Ooh. Florida Panhandle. Yes, it was a four-day sting, and the people arrested uh, ranged in age from 21 to 67. Uh, there were charges ranging from failure to register as a sex offender, all the way up to aggravated sexual battery. Um, they were, of course, going after, you know, sex offenders, child pornographers, adults trying to meet with minors for sex, all that lovely stuff. Some ho-ho-hos, so, I guess. Yeah. Ho-ho-ho for show. <laughs> but there was a quote from a lieutenant at the sheriff's office that I wrote down because it struck me. He said, although the internet is where your children are living their lives, you need to be living that life with them on the internet. And that just made me sick to my stomach. Like, there's no way in hell that my children are living their lives on the internet. No. You know what I mean? Like, I don't live my life on the internet. Why would my children live their life on the internet? That is, it was real freaky to me. Did not like that. Especially, yeah, I try to I try to live my life in real life. Although there's like the internet, the internet's an aspect of life, but it's yeah, not I mean, my you, whole life. You read stuff, you get input, you put stuff out there, you get output. In this show, for instance, right now going out onto the internet, but but yeah, like wouldn't say, well live my life, you know? No, not at all. And uh, especially creepy when these guys set up accounts to pretend to be kids to lure people in have sex with them it's like okay maybe you know you guys are living out your fantasy life on the internet pretending to be kids luring in creepy old dudes or whoever's uh, showing up for that <laughs> yeah that's but what a job a Can weird you job that? man a weird job <laughs> i saw i saw some 4chan green text about it was like uh the only time i was ever in love was like he was like 11 or something and uh met a girl on the chat room and blah 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 and she finally got him to, like, to send a picture of himself. <laughs> and then she just, like, abruptly was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and it was, like, a cop, you know? Oh. It was, like, a cop catfish, like, thought that they were on to this kid, you know, who was pretending to be a kid, but he wasn't pretending, wasn't to, be pretending a, to be a kid. Wasn't pretending to be a kid. actual kid. Oh, man. 
He was just like, oh. That's fucked up. The girl of my dreams wasn't real. (laughs) (laughs) The girl of my dreams was actually someone from law enforcement. Fuck all that. Ugh. And fuck this next story. A farmer... Dubuque, Iowa post office clerk was sentenced to 33 months in federal prison for stealing nearly $650,000 worth of checks from the mail. What a way to get money. Yikes. Yeah, uh, they op- the woman, who was a woman, uh, opened 60 pieces of mail containing checks to a single business, then handed the checks over to someone in Chicago as part of a check cashing operation. Uh, they attempted to change the names on the check and deposit them into all these different bank accounts they set up, but only $62,000, uh, was successfully deposited. All the others were flagged for fraudulent checks, uh, thank goodness, and they didn't process. So, this, uh, former postal worker will serve her sentence and pay $62,000 in restitution. Hmm. Yeah. Freaks you out. It makes yeah. you, it's like, I don't like mailing stuff. Think of all the hands your mail goes through. I know. It's I mean, been wild. My grandma sent the kids some Christmas presents in the mail, and they scoped it. Like, there's a big, round, perfect circle just punched into the box. It's like, oh, you just had to stick your camera in there and see what those toys were or whatever. Yeah, they peek in every few of them. Yeah. Just at random. They must up it during the holiday seasons. I don't know, though. On net net posted a win. Um, ah, Powerball with three hundred thirty three million. I like that number. I like that number. Not a bad number. And my final story, uh, for the top three thirty three this week is that a thirty three year old man was shot at the Tonawanda Bowling Center in New York. I only put it in there because it was a bowling center, but yeah. I hate it when that happens. Oh, seriously. I was like, come on, man. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's not shoot people. Let's just go bowling. Yeah, it happened at like 1.35 a.m. last Saturday. Luckily, his injuries are not life-threatening. So, people are not coofing so much anymore. Good news. Uh, North Carolina schools reported 33 new cases. And then I saw stories all over the place that the new variant was detected in 33 states. Um, In India, that new variant uh, just had its 33rd case. And then there was a hit piece coming out. The Pfizer shots, just 33% effective against this new variant. And that's it. That seems high. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, that seems high. So, yeah. Anyways, I'd like to get high, so let's go behind the curtain. All right. (laughs) My favorite. The Yeah, mine too. The U.S. Supreme Court is being asked to settle state conflicts on medical marijuana insurance reimbursement uh, when it comes to, you know, treating work-related injuries. We had a case that we mentioned um from minnesota on episode 109 no chase after people and that uh they ended up ruling that the company did not have to pay it back because it's federally illegal so uh this woman who lost her job over using medical weed to treat her work-related injuries uh, the case was called 
Musta versus Mendota Heights Dental Center, if you want to look it up. Um, she filed a brief last month asking the Supreme Court to take up the case. And she has backing from several uh, cannabis industry associations, um, Empire State Normal. Um, and, you know, they're arguing that the federal government is so inconsistent in its enforcement of cannabis laws that prohibition should be overturned entirely, which I entirely agree with. But uh, I guess New Hampshire, New Jersey, we've talked about this on Bowl After Bowl, they both ruled that reimbursements can go forward for medical weed. Uh, and Minnesota and Maine shot that down. Of course they did. So, um, yeah, of course, right? Then this week, a former DEA agent was sentenced to more than 12 years in prison for a money laundering and fraud scheme in which he diverted approximately $9 million worth of seized assets to himself and his co-conspirators. Uh, then he received a million dollars in bribes and kickbacks, which he used to purchase luxury cars, really nice jewelry, and a house. Brand Must new house. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah, nice until you get caught. Yeah, then it's not so nice. No, he used a stolen identity to open a bank account and uh, then used that to divert any uh, money he got from drug dealers that he was arresting into. Yeah, asset forfeiture makes me so mad. No doubt. So he's been ordered to pay just over $11,000 in restitution and forfeit a diamond ring and luxury sports car. Womp womp. Womp. And serve that sentence. Yeah, it's just like all these law enforcement, they're just another gang, you know, just a gang with a shiny badge. Makes you so mad. It's like, okay, maybe that person broke some laws to get that money, but then you're breaking laws to take the money. Big chain of law breaking, yeah. Yeah. Two wrongs don't make a right. Especially when you're literally stealing it. I mean, right. you know, like the law enforcement, they have all these uh, technicalities under which they can take the money and they justify it. But this dude's just literally taking it <laughs> like that woman selling the evidence that we talked about last week. Yep. Unbelievable. How far we have fallen. <laughs> um. Oh, the White House released a model law this week for safe, effective cost saving. I put that's in quotes. Uh, syringe services programs you know if for any state interested in rolling out the syringe programs where you can just have people shoot up in your care and give them clean syringes to do it with Uh, what could go wrong what could go wrong uh you know they talked about how overdoses have reached a record high Mm, i wonder why might be Something to do with a giant scamdemic or something. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, they say that this is a tool for states to prevent overdoses. Because people really want to go to the DMV to shoot up. It's kind of a weird <laughs> concept, yeah. I, it's still, I, yeah, I, I can't wrap my brain around it, but I don't know. Um, yeah, it just has it all laid out. Exactly, It's like, you know, oh, adopt this plan. It's weird that they don't do this for recreational weed. But syringes. Yeah, where's where's fine. our token centers? Yeah, for a safe toke. Yeah, and for you know, like government high tax weed <laughs> again, high quality high tax. Not interested, but uh. <laughs> things. No, I know exactly. But they talk about 
why, you know, why do they want to do this? What are some things this would help? Well, it would reduce needle stick injuries to law enforcement and emergency services personnel, along with sanitation workers and members of the community. Oh, this is my favorite. It would provide data collection and reporting requirements for syringe services programs. So, there's already... There it is. Yeah, there's already programs out there we've talked about. Yeah, that's and, exactly uh, what I was saying last week about why I would never step foot in one of those places and probably most people... I don't... Yeah. ...who use drugs would not either. No. Well, then uh, we also talked about um, it's like a make a snitch, you know, like, oh, we'll turn you into a narc because right, you're here. Yeah. Well, it says recruitment. provide immunity from criminal arrest, charge, and prosecution for the possession, distribution, or furnishing of hypodermic needles and syringes and other supplies. Is but there a- maybe not other crimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you're immune from these certain crimes, but if you've got other stuff going on, Is there- well, I don't know. Is there a difference between hypodermic needles and syringes? I think the needle part is the needle, and then the the syringe is behind it. I don't know. When you put hypodermic in front of a needle, it makes me think of the whole thing. <laughs> but I don't know. Hypodermic just means it goes into the skin. Ah, well, there we go. You put the needle in the skin, and then give your ID over to the people at the DMV. I mean, safe syringe space. It's a safe space for syringes. It sounds so safe. <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, they want, um, you know, these folks who wander in there to be funneled into uh, substance abuse programs and other things like that. Education. And they talk, they use that word education in this press release a lot. So, yeah, well, I just feel like when the White House is issuing a memo on it. Ooh, bad news. But, well, um, FDA sent out a bunch of letters from March 2020 to August 2021 warning companies that they were, uh, they had promotional violations saying, you know, with unsubstantiated health claims for, uh, covid infections like oh this will help you get better this will cure covid or whatever and um some folks at the university of toronto and university college in london got a hold of these letters and found that the biggest offender on the fda's list is all the cbd companies i guess they were putting like use cbd to treat covid19 on their packaging which is a big no-no from the FDA's perspective, even though we've seen study after study coming out about the benefits of cannabidiol if you uh, get COVID-19. So, but you know, not FDA approved. You can't say those things. It's false advertising. Uh Uh-oh. And then you get the warning letter. So, I don't know. Uh, Klaatu tagged us in an article today, too. (laughs) A, A study... Cannabis use could cause harmful drug interactions. Washington State University uh, did this research, which found cannabinoids and their major metabolites found in users' blood interferes with two families of enzymes, CYPs and UGTs, that help metabolize a wide range of drugs. And we had mentioned on the social, well, I guess you're just not going to take those drugs, right? Yeah, let's hope so. It's like, oh. 
just smoke the weed and not take any of those big pharma drugs. Um, we talked on episode, well, this is a long time ago, 93, Fairy in the Nude, um, about a lawsuit. I remember that fairy. Oh, yeah. I remember that fairy very well. <laughs> but there's an update. Uh, this is the Sasha Baron Cohen lawsuit against oh, right. a yeah. dispensary that um, put Borat on their billboard without his permission. Very nice. Yeah. I think that was exactly what it said, too. <laughs> uh, but a federal judge has rejected the dispensary CEO's motion to be dismissed from the lawsuit. Um, and it will move forward. Uh, I didn't see a date. That's just the latest update. You know, keeping an eye on these things, these very slow-moving things. <laughs> yeah. Judge was like, this is going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, I guess uh, the CEO and the company are both uh, mentioned in the lawsuit. So the CEO is trying to get his personal information off of it and just have the company taken the brunt of it. But George said, no, it's your company. You're on this too, I guess. Rut row. Rut row. I know. It's too bad that, I don't know, maybe they'll settle out of court. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's too late for I, all that. Maybe yeah. They already, maybe he already tried to do that. Probably. They were like, dude, we're not paying you $5 million. Yeah. He was like, I mean, after taxes, they might not even make that much, you know? Yeah, I mean. Uh, what he's demanding or what he would expect from them. Who knows? Who knows? Not me. That's for sure. I mean, they're going to have to prove, he's going to have to prove that it harmed him. Right? Yes. Which, and I then, don't know. That'd be tough to when, prove. And then I'm just thinking about how it's in Massachusetts, so they have their impact fees they might have to pay, too, on top uh, of the exorbitant taxes. Was he going to argue that it, like, hurt his image (laughs) or something? Well, it's like, you're Borat, you have your fucking penis helicopter swinging around. (laughs) (laughs) I remember we talked about it before, like, he's not particularly fond of weed. Right. So... Maybe uh, he might have an argument. It hurts his image being associated with the reefer. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It's a wait and see. Yeah. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Uh, There's a House Resolution 0158 in Michigan urging Congress to clarify its position on the legality of marijuana, marijuana under the Controlled Substances Act of 1970. Uh, and that was adopted without amendments. And sponsored by Jeff Yarrick of District 33. Fun district number to be a part of. Gotta love it. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. That would be kind of cool. It would be cool if Congress was just like, yeah, let's just uh, repeal prohibition. (laughs) That's my (laughs) fantasy. That's my fantasy of this working out. It would certainly be nice. Kind of like how fast the uh, St. Louis mayor signed the Board of Eldermen's decriminalization bill into law. Snap your fingers and it's done. Now adults in St. Louis, age 21 and older, can possess up to two ounces without facing a civil penalty. Uh, there's no resources that will be spent to punish adults for cultivating up to six flowers either, which is pretty cool. Um, and also in this bill, city employees can be medical patients without any issues. Um, and the cops are prevented from using the smell or visual presence 
of weed smoke to conduct a search or arrest someone. Nice. So, you know. We did I, have uh, audio of him rushing off to sign it. That's right. I think it's a lady, though. I think they have a lady mayor. Oh, well, it's her. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Honk on me. I do just want to note that St. Louis did this a year after Kansas City. Yeah, welcome I mean, to the club, St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> Where you been? Yeah. Uh, what? Our ordinance ended all penalties for possession of 35 grams or less, I think. 35 grams is usually the number they throw out. And uh, they ended pre-employment drug tests for government workers in Kansas City also at the same time. Now, Montana's Department of Revenue has approved its proposed rules, or the lawmakers approved their proposed rules for recreational, so it's still on track to roll out January 1st. Woohoo! That's pretty fast moving. Proud of them, because earlier in the week I had written in my notes... Uh, Montana Department of Revenue delaying proposed rules. <laughs> and I was expecting to go, well, January 1st did seem pretty fast. I guess they're not on track. But they are. They Very figured cool. it out. Uh, one of the most interesting things uh, that I noticed was that they're not going to allow providers to label products as cannabis. And the argument is that while it's a scientific term, children won't recognize the word cannabis, and so they won't be deterred from using the product. Oh, please. Whereas if it's called marijuana, oh, that'll deter them. Did you just put a big children. scary red label on it? Just put it in a pill bottle, it's right? It's already like, childproof lid probably required. Yeah. Lawmakers yeah. are just so... F- asinine with the little shit that they nitpick about aren't they that kind of stuff yeah it's just so silly to me just silly kids aren't gonna know what marijuana or cannabis is how about that they're not gonna know what either one is right oh we teach them in there that it's marijuana so they're not gonna know like anybody paid attention to dare give me a break yeah i guess they can't call it weed either too appealing Kids love eating weeds out of the yard, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they like eating dirt, too. Weed is just too friendly sounding. You can't call it weed. No. <laughs> weed doesn't sound That's scary That's not threatening enough. Exactly. Ah, children, children. Kind of like in Texas, where the Supreme Court, this is good news, though, denied the Department of, uh, what is it, State's Health Services DSHS, Department of State Health Services, yeah. Uh, The Supreme Court denied their motion for an injunction removal when it comes to Delta 8, which means patients can keep accessing Delta 8 THC as their medicine, uh, and the state gets to keep collecting taxes on it. So in my opinion, it's a win-win. It was gone, and then it was back, and then it was gone, but now it's back again? It was gone, and then it was back, and then they tried to make it gone again, but it's still here. It's wow, been a dance. A, just a, it's like an epic tug of war down there in Texas. Yeah, seriously. I mean, they did ban smokable hemp, so that was a a win for them. It's like they're shooting themselves in the foot, though. You know, you all can these... only have asbestos hemp, <laughs> fireproof hemp. Uh, all it, it just, it's like, why don't you want to take my money? I don't get it. You know, you get that tax money. Isn't that enough for you? 
Yeah, they've got other ways of taking it's your tax money. Stick it off on sick sense of control. Yeah, yeah, I know. They take plenty of tax money already. Yeah. Too much. And circling back to people losing their job over being medical patients, a firefighter in Ogden, Utah, is suing the city after he was suspended for his medical weed prescription. Uh, He's been there since 2011 and says he got his prescription to treat chronic back pain and mentioned it doesn't interfere with the job at all. Surprise, surprise. You know, smoke a little weed, still be able to do your work. Very cool. It's not like you're smoking on the job. Um, But back in August, the fire department adopted a policy that all firefighters have to report the medications they're on. And he had just gotten his script in June. So he, you know, sent it in and he watched as all the other firefighters with medical cards were notified uh, that they were being put on leave and told to give up their medical card if they want to return to work. And so all the other firefighters surrendered their card to keep their job. And he said, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Nice. So, uh, you know, and he's pissed because... These other firefighters, they're on other types of medications. They're allowed to keep working, you know? Yeah. It's like everyone's on some kind of med. Add it to the pile of uh, equal protection violations. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like Utah's law had it really well spelled out also that, you know, this is medicine and should be treated as such, but maybe not. So. Nah, motherfuckers just got to get sued a couple more times, I guess, like. Yeah, well... It always comes down to in this country. People got to get sued before they realize what the fuck is going on. Yeah, suit stupid. But his lawsuit demands that the department rewrites their policy, uh, reinstates him, and reimburses him for the vacation and sick leave he has been forced to use. So uh, he's also alleging that his suspension is a violation of the Utah Whistleblower Act, which protects employees who, in good faith, refuse to go against an improper directive. I agree, man. I say good on you for that. Um, and this sound might sound familiar because not long ago we talked about a firefighter in Buffalo, New York, who's in the same situation, suing the city of Buffalo because he was told he couldn't be a medical patient. That was back on episode 115, What Not With Your Mom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> the the voice fail callers just give us the greatest show titles, don't they? They seriously do. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, I think it was last week we talked about federal authorities in Vermont seizing a bunch of weed that they did field tests and decided was laced with fentanyl. Right. And because there's this whole scare in the Northeast about fentanyl-laced weed, which I have never heard of. And uh, it sounds kind of crazy, and I don't know how it works. You know, like, do you need liquid fentanyl to soak the weed in? And they said they had containers of weed in fentanyl, so that's kind of how I imagined it in my brain, is like these barrels of liquid fentanyl, and the weed's just (laughs) soaking in it, right? So then you'd have to dry it after and convince someone to smoke it. It's not going to smell like weed at that point, I would say. Um, Or look, you know, very good either. But dig this. They came out and said last Thursday that the marijuana they seized was not laced with fentanyl. (laughs) So what the fuck is going on? Your field tests are a joke. 
Ah, uh, yeah. I what mean, field test? Did you just make it up? Or maybe, or maybe they fudged them. You know, I mean. And and they were the three. They arrested. Maybe they les- Maybe they laced their test with fentanyl. <laughs> That's. You know? I mean, perhaps the most likely or maybe, situation. Maybe. Let's go out on a limb. Maybe they're full of shit. Oh well, that's for sure. Just, just maybe they're just full of shit. Yeah, but I just feel like you should get in trouble for lying to everyone no, like no, that. No, no, you no, know, no, isn't no. it? The cops are legally lied. Oh, allowed yeah. to lie to you, I to forgot. me, to anybody. And else. it's not just local law enforcement; it's feds too. But here's the thing: they arrested three people, and the only charges they listed was uh, possession of fentanyl. And now they're saying there was no fentanyl involved. So I want to see those people go home because they didn't write down any weed charges. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. No, nah, we we smelled a rat from the beginning of the fentanyl laced shit because it just doesn't make any practical <laughs> no. sense. No, you're gonna. It doesn't make any practical sense. And even if someone was somehow really doing this, you're gonna kill your clients. You're gonna kill your business. Right, because yeah. like the idea is you sm- you smoke. I'm, this is so like out there, but I'm just playing along with the narrative that they were feeding out sure. in Connecticut in the Northeast. You smoke fentanyl laced weed, and then you overdose, and so then you'd have to either be revived with Narcan or you're dead. And then like there goes your black market business, because that's the only place you're gonna get fentanyl laced weed is illegally. Right, a dispensary can't get away with that shit. Nor would they correct, want to because correct. you're killing your customers. You'd lose your license the whole overnight. Thing stinks. It stunk from the very beginning. And it started like right after Halloween when the kids getting edibles in their jack o' lantern baskets didn't work. And it stunk the whole time. And here we are. It stinks even worse. Now they're admitting that they lied. Like, what? Yeah. Okay, well, they didn't lie. The field test was wrong. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be it. Well, you know, if the best case scenario for them is that they didn't lie about it, then that's the worst case scenario for their supposed field tests. I will say that. Yeah. Bad news for the field tests. And their field tests being janky makes me even more skeptical about the safe spaces you're supposed to go do your drugs in. (laughs) Because the only shining light for me in that is you could take your powdered stuff and say, can you please test this and make sure it doesn't have fentanyl in it? Well, now you're just going to tell me all my shit has fentanyl in it and you're going to take my good drugs. What's the point? Your field tests suck. Just buy your own field tests. I think you can get them on Arrowhead or other such sites. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know there's been people at festivals going around with uh, field tests. Yes, I, I guess I don't know the legitimacy of them if the ones that the cops have are bunk. But I mean, there's so many. That's the problem. There's so much room for error and fudging and just outright lying. Like, I mean, you know, they didn't. Did they bring the test and wave it around at the? press conference or they just say that you know we just say we got a test that says well this is gonna say this is what the test said right i don't know because this is all secondhand from journalists you know who might literally just get a press release in their email and then rewrite it as the story and say this is the story you know the quotes are often in the press release and they just use them yeah so everybody's lazy (laughs) everybody All, all the way down the line, dude. It's crazy. So, uh, well. Yeah. Well, now I have two international stories. I do have one. Oh. They're fucking full of shit. 
There we go. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Yeah. Trump true. Ah, I don't know. I just like, where are you going with this? Is this just a like a last leg of prohibition? Reefer madness? You know, oh, well, we can't have the weed because the weed could be other drugs. Is that what it's all about? Just... Yeah. And, and we can't sell flour because you could put cocaine in the flour. I don't know. Like, pfft. Literally anything could Even, be something else if you want to go crazy and be a total nut job. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. Just, it doesn't even make sense that you'd combust it too. Like, how would it work? Ah, anyway, not going to dwell on it because it's not <laughs> real. It's not real. But I'm still covering all the news stories that come up about it because it's interesting. Right. Well, it's a weird psyop. It's still in play. It's in play. Just because it's not real doesn't mean it's not in play. That's That's right. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Fentanyl-ace weed could be coming to a state near you. You know, all the fear <laughs> porn. Uh, or a fentanyl-laced headline. Yes, exactly. Ding, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> fentanyl-ace headline, that's exactly it. That's the story. Um, Speaking of fear porn, uh, I saw that Capcom is allowing the Osaka police to use their characters from the Ace Attorney series to curb rising weed usage among miners. I mean, miners have a tough job down there in the mines. They should be able to (laughs) use weed if they want. That's just my opinion. Especially Japanese miners, man. Yeah, you know, what are they mining? Rare earth metals? I don't know. Okay, I've never played... Be tough on your joints, you know? I've never played Ace Attorney, uh, but it did turn 20 years old this year in October. I have also and, not played uh, Ace Attorney. I just know the meme. Now you have me intrigued, Of though. the uh, DA named Phoenix Wright saying, objection. This is <laughs> like as far <laughs> as my knowledge goes is nice. the meme of it. But I saw, um, I have a link in the show notes. I'll drop it in the bowl. They shared their poster and flyer that they will be handing out in Osaka um, and they're going to be handing it out in schools and at the police boxes and at the train stations. So, you know, uh, get the dare programming in through favorite game characters. Way to go, Capcom. Good job. You're really deterring kids from smoking weed. That's right. I think there's some pretty harsh penalties for smoking weed in Japan, though, so I'm not sure that they even had to go this far. But hey, they said that there's rising rates of kids smoking weed over there, so... The rates are getting higher. Yes. They're rising faster and faster. Good for you, kids. (laughs) (laughs) And good for Malta, becoming the first EU country to legalize cultivation and personal use of weed today on Token Tuesday. Woo! Yeah. Good work. So I thought I'd end it on a high note there. Very cool. Step in the right direction for uh, one country in the EU. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Sure enough. Do we have a merry metal moment this week? <laughs> yeah. I Woo-hoo! love that you looked at me like, uh, hey, is it the thing? Should I announce it? Heck yeah, we got a merry metal moment. From, Heck yeah. From the Reverend Cyber Trucker. Uh, those of you last week might have remembered. The Rev was just pulling a long, long haul 
Uh, and so we had the metal moment on Phone Boy's uh, little interview, what we did on Bulls with Buds. Uh, but this time it's right on schedule. Right after the curtain, we have our favorite little metal moment. The only thing that has to be done is this is this is what's crazy about Mo Two, and it's not just Mo Two, right? It's also Windows, which is a mm. crap product, I will say. Uh, but when you take a shot of Mo Two and you pour it into Windows and you shake it all up. You just literally never know which glass it's going to pour out in Ooh. when you're routing audio. It's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy insane. Hey, Kenny, give me a metal hit. Holy rusted metal, Batman! Huh? What the fuck was that, dude? <laughs> Come on, man. We got to let everybody know where they're at. Now, as the more perceptive of you've probably realized by now, this is hell. All right, motherfucker. No more catnip for you. Alright, that's better. In the bowl and in the morning, Reverend Cybertrucker here with this week's Christmas Metal Moment. Cole Rowland is one of the YouTube artists that you'll probably find on Metal Moment from time to time, and when he's working with our last night, you get some gems like Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Oh yeah, that was test. That was a little speaker test. <laughs> speaker test. Speaker test. Did it pass the test? <laughs> he said, "Revs in the jazz is sorry, stupid levels." <laughs> I'm trying to, I try to adjust it a little bit. Hey man, like you get the intro and then the metal just kicks in, and what are you gonna do about it? You know what I mean? What are you gonna do when the metal kicks in? It kicks your door in, kicks your headphones in, kicks your speaker in. You've been kicked in by the metal. There's nothing you can do but enjoy it. Let it wash over you. And uh, jump around. Jump around. You could uh, dance and move your legs around even. Dance and move your legs around. It's a lot of options. It's a lot of options. But, uh, you know, avoiding it is not one of the options. Nope. And now there's no poll this week for the final Merry Metal moment. That's right. Because uh, it's already been decided. It's been predetermined. It's the last uh, option. That's right. Last option. Which did save the best for last, they say. So you'll just have to tune in next week to see the last, uh, well, you won't see it, really, unless you're way behind the curtain and have a great imagination. You might see it. I don't know. Close your eyes. Uh, but you'll definitely hear the metal moment next week as we round out the uh, holiday season of metal. It'll be great. It'll be fantastic. And you know what else is fantastic? Is picking up your phone and calling eight one six six zero seven three six six three to chime in on any range of things that might be on your mind. Of course, the prompt first time I ever saw a boostogram is an interesting one because that's going to be a very recent first time. 
uh, even for the oest of G's when it comes to Boostergrams, because they just have not existed for that long. And, uh, heck, many of you may still be waiting for the first time you've ever seen a Boostergram, which is all right. It's okay. Uh, you can always weigh in, uh, like this caller did. Oh my god, are you joking me? <laughs> now, this is something that's e- even crazier, is the, the Google Voice. The Google Voice, um, it did this to me when we called Nick the Rat. Because uh, after our show, when we talked to Phone Boy, of course it was Wednesday night, and Carolyn was on Nick the Rat. And so we, we decided, oh, let's call in the Nick the Rat. Well, Google Voice, even though you're running it in a Chrome browser and you've set your... Uh, you've set your settings via Google Chrome, you have a different routing somehow. Google Voice just decides, oh, no, I'm going to route via my own little microphone settings. I have my own uh, little speaker settings and my own way I'm going to do things. I'm going to ignore completely the Windows settings. I'm going to ignore the Chrome settings because I'm better than you and I'm smarter than you, uh, and I'm just going to do it myself. Can you believe this shit? And so poor Nick the Rat, we're calling in, I'm talking to him. It's I don't know what it's doing because like I can't hear it on his end. I have the stream on because, you know, caller, you turn down your radio. So I'm just talking to Nick. I don't know if it's slapping back, if it's looping, if he has to cut me off, if he keeps muting me. I have no idea. I'm just just, just trying. I'm just like looking at the Motu being like, are you routing, buddy? Are you okay? <laughs> are you plugging in? Um. So hell, I'm going to, let me see if I fix that. Well, I've never yeah, actually seen a boostergram. Never! Uh, not as a recipient of one anyway. Although, you know, I got a couple of podcasts, you know. I mean... This guy podcasts. Two, um, both are value for value enabled. You know, this phone boy speaks, which I, I put an episode out not too long ago. And I got a new podcast, which, yeah, we talked about when I was on Bulls with Buds uh, called The Lotus Podcast. And I even got some stats on at least the first episode. I have not seen stats. But, uh, and I guess... If I were to get a boostergram, it'd probably come through Satoshi's stream, which is what I'm using. Yeah, I know I need to get a node, but um, it's complicated and not uh, it, it's not uh, high on the priority list right now. But I know it's something that I need to do. Um, but uh, uh, I've tried to send them before, and I think it, I think the it was you know an earlier version of Podfriend or something along those lines, and for whatever reason it didn't work. Um, so yeah, I've I've tried, but. Uh, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I guess it, so. I, you didn't, you weren't really specific in the first time I ever was, is what I did. Oh, uh, uh, vague on purpose. Yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, just feeling a little, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's been it's been a long weekend, and uh, and I have to go back to work. Uh, you know, or have to work more. Yeah, you know, because that's you know that's what that's what I got to do. But uh, you know, I'm feeling a bit like this. Get out of my vagina. And her head is gone. Love you, mean it. Love you, phone boy. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, we just sent you a boostagram. That's right. To the Lotus Podcast. Check it out. A new podcast. Uh, I was hanging out for the live on Saturday. Pretty sweet. We were up at Dad's house and I was playing it. Yeah. We were listening along. Responding to a request in real time like a bouse. So, yeah. Yeah, we... uh. What is it? We all listen, right? We all listen. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's the beauty of podcasting 2.0. I honestly, a lot of people are like, will roll their eyes when I say this, which is fine. But 
for me, like watching it grow and watching it be this thing that's barely usable. Like you gotta, you gotta remember when we first got in this, it's it's been nearly a year in a couple of weeks, it'll be the full year. And when we first got in to the value tag and value streaming, the only place you could do that was Sphinx, which I mean, there's, there's a chunk there's a small chunk of the bowlers who are on Sphinx and still on Sphinx. And it's, it's just sheer bravery. I saw Servo uh, boosting us a bunch of sats, uh, getting rid of them. Just getting rid of the sats in the Sphinx wallet. And uh, he's still on the Windows. Now the Windows has taken um, kind of a back burner as far as dev goes from what I can tell. I myself haven't even opened the Windows client in a long time, but... From from the feedback I get, the Windows stuff was, uh, it's just not as heavily developed. But they did release a new Android version that now has the, uh, it's got a feed. It's got like a feed you can add all of your own little podcasts to. So whether they have a tribe or not, you can add a podcast to it. And then, uh, I'm pretty sure through this you can boost it too, uh, through the little mechanism. Now, I'm... I'm not 100% sure about the boost of grams. I'm pretty sure that uh, the way Sphinx handles TLVs and everything is different enough to where it doesn't really... It's not It's not really like a boost of gram per se. It's like a message in a tribe that you can send. But mm. the boosts are just boosts. And then you can stream pieces too. But what is kind of weird about the the feed part is you can search all of the podcasts on the podcast index over 4 million which means that you can search podcasts that don't have a value tag too um and i don't i don't know what uh if they're going to narrow the scope on that eventually or or what what's the logic or reasoning behind just having all of them but it's interesting it's an interesting tool if you want to listen to other podcasts that aren't value enabled yet you can do it now through sphinx and their late on their latest android release i was teasing for a while that we're going to start a new tribe and migrate everybody over and i still haven't done that and it's because i didn't think it through and we have to change a few things around with which node is connected where to which phone which device like because right now lorian has been using sphinx on her device off of the raspy node mm. We didn't have the Umbral node at the time, so we got to migrate her phone over to her node and then my phone over to the Raspy node, and then the Voltage node needs to be plugged into something until it until we finally kill it, so for this last week or two. So I still have, of course, some ironing out to do, as usual, and it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be at first, as usual, but hey, Sphinx is the OG. They were the first ones on board with the with the value and uh that's not in my opinion it's not to be overlooked and uh what got me into this rant in the first place was it's cool to see it all expand it's cool to start somewhere that just makes no sense is not intuitive is it barely works at all but still works and then to test it to give feedback to break stuff to remake stuff watching more apps come online more ways to do it. It's just so cool to watch these like little seeds sprout open. And right now we're only still looking at a little sprout. Like this thing is going to grow up immensely over time. And we're not even through the first anniversary yet. You know, it's just kind of crazy to see, but I think it's cool to just watch that incredible progress over time. Yeah. 
It's awesome to just be there. Witness it. Like, it's going to be so funny in a decade looking back and being like, dude, you remember? Remember when it was only Sphinx and Sphinx didn't <laughs> have their things all polished yet, but they were just, you know. It's also brave to put your code out there and just get people on and just be like, you know what? You can use it. We're still working on it. It's still alpha, but you can use it, you know? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Sphinx has been fun, too. It's just different, different format. Yeah, there's a lot more you can do with it conceptually as far as, like, boosting each other, you know? Like, there's no other place, there's no other podcast value app where you, just as a user or as a listener, can earn sats, uh, you know, just by participating. If somebody thinks that what you said is cool or, you know, if you have something... If you have something cool to contribute, you can be directly rewarded with it. No other system yet has that. That's an exclusive thing to Sphinx. So, um, Sphinx, I have not abandoned it. I will not abandon it because of all that it can do and because of what a cool tool it is. And so, um, yeah, keep an eye on that if you're in the tribe already. Uh, I mentioned this last week, but we're going to be migrating over to a new tribe and there's going to be no join fee for the first... I don't know, we might go to New Year's since uh, since I've taken a while to create the new tribe. Might be like for the rest of the year you can get in there free since a lot of people paid the 420 sats to join the current tribe. And then once the new year starts, we'll put it back to 420, which ain't a lot of sats, people. It's like a quarter or something. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to double ding people either. No, Cause that's double thing. When you get sats, you're like, oh, every sat though is precious now. It's funny listening to Podcasting 2.0 when they're like, people have transitioned away from the PayPal and more toward the sats, and they're like, ah, but this is like, means we don't really get as much, you know? But it's like, well, you don't you don't get as much right now, right I suppose, now, yeah. under the current number. But uh, yeah, I encourage people, the Android development, and I think the iOS development probably, I don't know, because I don't have an iOS device, but... I think those two are the most aggressively and regularly developed. And uh, the newest version, I want to say like 35 or something they released, um, has a little bit of an overhaul and that feed feature, which is pretty cool. So it separates your feed and then you have friends. So for anybody you've DM'd through Sphinx, uh, that's in its own tab. And then Tribes is in its own tab. So it's a little bit more... Uh, it's a little easier to find stuff and it's a little more organized, let's say. Um, you also might notice if you're new to Sphinx, you might notice things are, it takes a little bit. It's just a little bit of time to load stuff. And that's just the nature of all of these nodes talking to each other. Almost all of them run behind Tor just by default. And so it just takes a little bit longer to load stuff. So you just have to be patient. I mean, that's a Tor thing more than uh, anything else. Shout out to NetNed boosting Woo! heavy in the Sphinx tribe. Yeah, NetNed. Double 10k boosts. UDMVP, net, net. Uh, This next caller is also an MVP. <clears throat> so, uh, my wife. Uh, my wife. Uh, your you wife, very nice. She, uh, back before we even were dating, my uh, other friend, one of her friends, who I ended up having a trio with before I was dating my wife, but you didn't hear that from me. Uh-oh. And another friend of theirs... I came to later find out the three of them were on acid, cut blood out of their hands. All right. And fucked with a Ouija board. 
and back at my wife's old house. That is deemed as more sexually attractive. And ever since then, there's been this fucking presence, this spirit that everybody saw when they were tripping that night and that, like, shit keeps getting knocked over in that room up in, like, the top bedroom. Like, drawers will open up, be open when they get up there. Like, weird shit will be, always be going on. They call them Hal or Sal. I think Sal was the name they named this thing. But none of them will ever go back up there anymore. I just spent a couple nights in this house before I knew what was going on. And I was like, why the fuck did the toilet just flush by itself? Later, I'd come to find out that they had done, like, a, basically a fucking seance out there when they were on acid and fucking around the Ouija board, stupid assholes. So, yeah, the question is, are ghosts assholes? I say no. I say people that summon ghosts are assholes. Mm. Don't fuck with Ouija boards. I draw the line of tarot cards, and even that's too sketchy for me. Fuck ghosts. Fuck assholes who summon ghosts. But boobies are pretty good. In the green room. And everyone's like, ah, oh, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, ah, oh, nice. Wow, he may have uh, gotten his streams crossed, perhaps, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but maybe, I'm just assuming. I want to ask right now, because uh, we're not without our magical scrying tools, I want to ask the Magic 8-Ball, are people who summon ghosts indeed assholes? You may rely on it. Well, there you have it, from the Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. People who summon ghosts are indeed assholes. Uh oh, we have a make uh we have a make good makeup. Put some makeup on him. Hey, so uh I think I might have accidentally left a voicemail for behind the schemes in the bowl. Yeah, that happens. If you get this, yeah. just disregard that last email. And if you can read the Google transcriptions just Ignore that, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Ignore that this voicemail ever came through. We'll just Hopefully ignore you get it. this before the show, Yeah. if not, that would be awkward. <laughs> that would, no. We always, uh... We always listen to all of our voicemails way beforehand. Because we don't have real fucking lives without a shit to do. Come on! He knows. He made the, uh, the, the song for the... <laughs> the number yeah we on. play your voicemails on the show uh, no i was just trying to make the pause as painful and long as possible so that it can just disappear when i delete it later when I make the show. no that's great content sir sir seat setter yeah um, i love it don't don't feel like it's awkward or whatever hey yo oh incoming boost yeah it's a boost from phone boy oh no 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 it's not from phone boy it's from Anonymous, from Breeze. Uh, yeah. And I'm not just saying that to cover Phone Boy. Literally, I've been saying boosts come from Phone Boy just because the Bulls with Buds episode we did with Phone Boy comes up yeah. in the boostagram. So it just says Phone Boy at the end, and you want to go, oh, it's Phone Boy! Phone Boy, Phone Boy got false credit for boosts, I think, last week until I realized what the hell was going on. Yeah. The thing about Breeze is, uh, if you're a Breeze user, by the way... Um, all of the Breeze boosts are anonymous by nature. They don't include a sender in their TLVs. So if you want credit, let us know either in the boost message itself or you can send an email to one of us and uh, we will credit you. We will credit you. Well, those, those last voicemails did make me think of a first time I ever, we haven't 
done yet. Oh, yeah? Which is the first time I ever fucked around with a Ouija board. First time I ever fucked around with a Ouija board. Let's see. That first thing you said, I think we've done that. No, maybe we haven't. <laughs> no, I don't think we have. That's a big one. That is a big one. Yeah, no, we, we haven't. It down, but... We haven't done that. I think we've done like specific different things like that, but never yeah. like just the first time I ever flat out fucked. But yes, fuck with a Ouija board. I'm going to write that down just to, to have it on the list here. Yeah. C-Dubs in the chat is claiming that boost. Ah, Mr. C-Dubs. So thank you, C-Dubs. Guilty as charged. And pew, pew. He I love peered. hearing that. He pewed us. That's, That's so fun. cool to have it just live. It's like, uh, and and it's just up here, you know, since we have the four display war room now, that the one display that's uh, in portrait is just dedicated to helipad. And it's just like a helipad. It's the perfect way to do it. I recommend this setup. If you have a setup that has an extra display, you can add in portrait mode. And just helipad works perfectly in that uh, format. Just put it up in a window. Make sure that the uh, tab is on and, and not muted. Because that's easy to do. And in fact, you know, if you're a guy that has no agenda social in the background, maybe you're frequently muting tabs or muting different things, making sure things don't come through. But you're going to want those pews, man. There's something about that pew. You're going to want to do the pew. Pew magic. You're going to want to do the pew. First time I fuck with a Ouija board. Ouija, Ouija, Ouija. 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 I know how to spell it, but yeah. once you spell it, then you like lose confidence on how to say it. Yeah. But the barn is spelled B-O-R-E-D. The folks I was surrounded with in the Northeast always said Ouija. 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 Yeah, that's what I've like always heard. Ouija. Ouija. Ouija board. It's a me, Louise. Yeah, <laughs> Louise board. <laughs> hey, when's the first time you ever saw a Boostagram? The first time I ever saw a Boostagram was when Sir C. Mike screen capped, screenshot the Boostagram. He sent the bowl. And then sent that to us and was like, look, I sent a boostagram. I hope you get it. Yeah. That w- was not that long ago. Yeah, that was uh, uh, just a few months ago. Yeah. A few months back. Had to be like August or something. September. I bet you can scroll back and find it. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to scroll back in time because that can be done. Oh, yeah, because that's mine, testing a boost message from me. And uh, there he is, yeah. It was uh, September 21st, actually. Oh, nice. Look at that. That's the first uh, Boostagram message that Bull After Bull ever got with C-Mike. Right around our anniversary. Wonderful, Pretty cool. wonderful. Yep, that was uh, the one. That's the first time I ever awesome. saw Boostagram. And like I said, it was his screenshot that I saw, so I really did see it. Yeah. Yeah, because then I, I started seeing, like, the Excel spreadsheet mess. That's right. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll just roll right into my first time I ever saw Boostergram because um, this fountain boost finally came through, and it was, like, the third time I had tried. I kept trying through fountain, and August 26th was my boost I got through. So between then and then actually getting a real boost from C-Mike was, like, a month, almost a full month, but... Um, when we were actually able to read them, because like you said, we, we read C-Mike's boost because he sent that screen cap to That's us, right. but we were actually able to finally read those on your birthday when we did our episode out East, uh, on the 12th. And that 
was just like you're saying. It involved first downloading the CSV file from Ride the Lighting, and then opening that in its Excel, and then scrolling all the way over to the column that has the custom records and the TLVs, and then copying a base 64 coded string into uh I think it was like decode base 64.org or some shit like that. If you just uh type into your favorite search engine uh decode base 64 you'll get a website that you can just paste that string into and that's how we were doing it one at a time copying and pasting. So again I can't stress how much cooler it is to have helipad here and you're just looking and you can scroll like I never had the ability to do that before. Like, just at a whim, scroll back to see, oh, yeah, what was I talking about back in September? Boom, now it's there. Now it's there. Um, fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. And um, behind the scenes, we're uh, trying to talk with some guys about improving the UI, too. Right now, there's already um, kind of a beta UI change that, has the boostograms on the left, but then it has an inbox on the right. Or actually, I should say it has all boost activity on the left, whether it has a gram or not. And then on the right, it's like an inbox. So it has all of the ones that have a message attached with a red unread feature. Oh, cool. So if you've read them on the show, then you can mark them red, and you know that you've read them. Very cool stuff, and I want to add a filtration to it so that you can filter by, obviously by show is very important. But, um, you know, then all the ones with the sender you could add to a, a leaderboard. It's going to be crazy. Like the features, I would say at the end of this year versus the end of next year. I just, I'm so jitty. I can't wait to see. Um, can't wait to see what, what, what goes down. The evolution of live podcasting. It's crazy. In the just making. be like, have a seat at it like a front row seat watching this stuff and like, you know, putting it in as it comes out as time goes on. I fucking love it, dude. I can't tell you. It's like, it's just got me jazzed. This next caller's got me pretty jazzed. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen or done, I haven't done a boost gram. I mean, I've done uh boost and Sphinx chat. Yeah. Um, Senior Sphinx boosts. I've done Bitcoin before. I think it, I don't know if I sent it to Grumpy Old Ben. I just recently sent some to uh, Angry Tech News. Um, but I don't think I've ever done, like, a full-on the boost of Graham. Uh, and back in the day, the dealers would rarely boost a Graham for you. So, but they'd boost a Graham <laughs> from you. They wouldn't boost a Graham to you. Oh, and shit. They're like, hey, here's a uh, eight ounce of weed I've Boosted it by a gram. <laughs> boost a bump, uh, more like. Usually it was later on when you got home and you reweighed it and you're like, dude, he boosted me a gram. They weighed the Anyways, fucking bag. Um, what a bunch of amateurs. I'm going to tell you guys the story before I forget it because my mom, uh, she's quite worldly. Uh, she's done a lot of stuff in her life. She's been all over. But uh, she lived in Germany back in the early 60s. Um. She was going to school over there. Uh, she already graduated from university over here and then was going to school over there. But uh, anyway, she was with her friend of hers that she's still friends with to this day that was a teacher over there that's actually a teacher over here. 
uh, retired, obviously, but um, uh, <laughs> this lady used to drag my mom to all sorts of museums, and my mom says she probably would never go to a museum if it wasn't for her. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they um, had been out at some museums that day, and then she came back and she was staying with, like, I can't remember what the hell she called it. There's a name for it, and it was basically like a huge house, and they rented a bunch of rooms out because my mom said she didn't even eat there. She usually uh, she was working at a restaurant, I know, and she said she mainly ate at the restaurant when she was there. But um, when she'd come back home, she'd have to knock, and then the guy would open the little peephole, see who it is, and then let the person in. Uh, I think she said this was Heidelsheim, 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 something like that. Uh, in Germany, uh, but when she got back in, uh, the the old German that was there was crying, and uh, uh, she said in German, "What's wrong?" And uh, he said, "JFK told." And my mom was like, "No, no, 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 no. JFK is not dead, which told means dead." Uh, and she, he's like, "No, no, no. JFK told." And this is you know sixty three, obviously. Right. Um, and he he pulled her over and showed her on on the TV. That, oh, part two. Oh man, I almost timing's just bad. Whatever. Ah, yeah, no, that's, that's okay. Um, but yeah, he, he pulled her he pulled her into the room and showed her on the TV that he was watching TV or the radio. Maybe they were talking about I don't know sixty three. So I don't know. They probably had TVs, but um. Anyways, they uh, she showed him, and she could, you know, kind of read out what they were saying or, or hear what they work out what they were saying about that, that JFK was was uh, shot on Dealey Plaza. And uh, anyways, uh, the Germans, I got, I didn't realize this. Germans love JFK for some reason. Uh, uh, she said everybody in Germany just loved JFK. Uh, back then but uh anyways when he was he started pointing at the tv and she was kind of looking at him and she he says to her uh uh mauer er more than jfk which uh translated fry mauer is freemason and er morden is assassinated or murder or to murder jfk so this guy back in 63 a german uh right off the bat <laughs> Which I was amazed when she told me tonight. That's why I wanted to uh, get it out while it was still fresh in my head. But she was saying, like the day that JFK murdered this this German that she was uh, renting a room from in Germany, and Heidelsheim uh, was already saying that the Freemasons uh, assassinated JFK. So I thought that was pretty wild. But... No doubt. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Damn. Yeah, that guy knew, like, right away. Crazy, man. Speaking of crazy, Ned, Ned, you got me three different possible show titles in just that second voicemail. Ooh, ding, ding, ding. Because the first one, I didn't even get a transcription from at all. Transcription not available. Uh, So, thanks, Google. You're really busting your ass there. But this one, look, we got, I want Chinese this bad. We got, <laughs> I blame Coop. And we got German Rails Matter. Hey. Oh, man. Wow. Choices, choices. I know. We're chock full of choices. And what a story. 
I know, right? Wow. That's wild. Wild. Wild and crazy kids. Germany in the early 60s. Germany in the early 60s. Well, this caller is not from the early 60s. Or is he? Oh, man. I thought it was who Joe did last week. He didn't have to edit out my fuck up, but I appreciate it. Add to the lore of the mystery. <laughs> uh-huh. So Spencer was there for the first time I was on the Boostagram. Oh, yeah. Showed me how to get into that TLV file and whatnot. Admittedly, I am so behind on node upkeep and maintenance. I'm not proud to admit it. So I must get my ass back into gear. You know, things are going to shake out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I feel like I've been saying that for a minute now, but uh, it is what it is. I'm trying to remember what the message said, but it was something about writing funny notes, uh, sort of uh, avant-garde notes. Oh, to, yeah. To producer notes and whatnot. I don't specifically... Oh, you know what? I should have fucking looked it up in the bowl. See, now with Helipad, you're going to be able to look it up much easier. Um just as it crosses your mind if you have it running, or just as easily as you can pull up, say, Thunderhub, you should be able to pull up uh, Helipad. Just as easy. And um, I think that what I can do on my side is look at my transaction history in Fountain? But maybe not. I'm looking at it right now, and I don't think I sent that from Fountain. Damn it. Actually, now that I'm remembering it, I think I sent it from CurioCaster. That's another crazy thing about all these different apps. You know, there's like so many ways to do this crap, even without iOS. So, like, there's some that are iOS exclusive. I think Castapod or Mm. Matic, one of the Castas uh, is iOS exclusive, and I can't remember which one. But that means that I can't use it, at least not yet. At least not yet. But, um... Yeah, some of these apps have an actual history feature, and uh, the behind the or behind the schemes, uh, CurioCaster does have a history feature, but I think that their history just shows like time, date, and amount, like where you sent to and how it all got split up, and. Uh, it doesn't actually tell you what your Boostagram message was if there was a message attached, unfortunately. Womp womp. Maybe it does. Here, let me look. Let me look. We'll have a Off look. Off 15th of October. Oh, here we go. Welcome to your doom. Congrats on getting fully noted and riding the lightning down the thunder road to save the future of yesterday's humanity, past, present, gifted, when we are all so tense. Tits, bits, shits, and anything else that might make lavish say, dude, why don't you just write something normal? <laughs> <laughs> because I think he had just told me uh, something where he was writing a donation note to somebody else at the time, and Lavish, that was his advice, was just like, hey, why don't you just write something more normal? But it just wouldn't be boobs. No. And then my toot right after that was recommending that everybody go boost behind the schemes and send them your most schizophrenic possible boostagram. <laughs> just, like, make it totally uh, non-sequiturs. Just kind of what I tried to do, like a stream of consciousness type, like oh yeah, borderline beat poetry, head up my own ass type boost. So many ways you can be fun with the boosts. That's what I'm saying, people. It's another level of interaction. It's a new layer. 
that you can have on top of it. And a whole nother layer on your podcast. A whole nother layer. And it's not, oh, please, please join my Patreon for $5 a month, please. No, it's, uh, you know, it's, hey, get on board, send value if you get value. And if you're still hanging around and you're given no value, then you're some kind of an asshole or some kind of an idiot or some kind of, here you're a mooch on the No Agenda show, you're a douchebag, you know. And I always found this. We talked last, uh, when we talked with Phone Boy, we talked about how cool it was uh, getting into like the meetup culture and, and making meetups. One of the most fascinating things producing meetup reports that I've noticed is like the douchebags will all self-identify and like most of them don't do it in a proud way, but they'll all admit it. They're all like, I'm a douchebag. And it's like top of mind. If, yeah. if you're like in their show and in the culture of no agenda and you're listening and listening week after week and you know you haven't sent anything in and you know you're freeloading, you know you're a douchebag. It's just part of the whole thing. And like, uh, I think it's a powerful, uh, it's a powerful part of implementing your value for value system is to remind people that don't play along that they should, you know? And again, just give them a bunch of different ways to do that. These boostograms with helipad, it's just another way to do that. It's like, oh, you can just send a lightning payment. You can send Bitcoin with very little to no fees. And not only can you send it fast, not only can you attach a fun message to it to make it special and personal, but you're also helping out all of the parts of the ecosystem. You're helping out, you know, whether it's Podfriend you're using or CurioCast or Fountain or whatever. Those developers get a cut. You're helping out the podcast index project itself. They get a cut. You're helping out the podcasters directly, whoever they have splits to in that episode. Um, and by the way, I didn't mention it in the cocaine shit stain part, but one of the things that we're looking at very closely, um, hopefully before the end of the year, is getting these item level splits down. So all of our bulls with buds, if they're noted up, that's right, can get splits. And 33% of the boost can go to them. It's so cool. It's forever and ever. Like royalties. Right. Forever and ever. You better be streaming sats. It's just cool to think about, man. It's like such a cool ecosystem and uh, cool new shiny shit. I love cool new shiny shit. I'm a big fan of it. Big fan of it. And a big fan of value, and va- uh, value for value in general. It just works. It's like, you know, we know that everybody's... A, got subjective value system it's not always worth five dollars a month to everyone so like that's the problem with the subscription model you're like you're like moldy cheese begging everybody for five bucks a month when right off the top most people aren't going to give you jack shit that's just that's just a cold hard facts um which is its own thing but the people who do give you you don't want to put a ceiling on them of five bucks a month because I put, you and me, we put way more than five bucks a month into this thing. That's right. But that's why you have other avenues. That's why you can say, hey, you can send us a clip. Hey, you can send us stories. Hey, you can call in a voicemail. All of these different ways you can participate and be a player, be a contributor. And the bowlers, I will say, because I see my download numbers every once in a great while. I'll look at them like every month or two just to look. And they're, you know, pretty steady, pretty even. But if you take the number of contributors, the number of bowlers who aren't mooching, 
over the total number of downloads. It's incredible. It's like everybody's playing along. We don't really have a lot of mooches. That's cool. We just don't. It's just everybody's call. You know, some people can't send sats because they don't have no sats to send. Some people can't send no dollars because they don't have no dollars to send, but they're calling in. This is all kinds of stuff and just opening up the participation to everybody and feeding off that energy. That is where we want to be and call it, I don't know, fucking having a show, content creation, whatever you want. There's so many buzzwords for it. But doing this, this putting the art and putting yourself out there, it's the most rewarding system to do it in, is this value-for-value value system. And everything else just gets corrupted or poisoned. Either you get signed, you get too much money, you get uh, you turn into a crazy person, you get an advertiser or a sponsor coming in, steering your content in another direction you might not want to go. You're beholden to this power or that power. It's not the way you want to go. No. Not the way you want to go. The value for value is the real way to build your tribe and connect with your community. And I'm telling you, man, 2022 is going to be the year of value for value, plugging in, expanding, exponential growth. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. Yeah. We go hard for the value for value. That's right. There's no doubt about that. The bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. So hard. So hard. So hard. You know what else uh, we need to do so hard? Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yes, let's go bowling. So Boob sent me this great story pretty much right after our show last week. Mary Med Inc. in Massachusetts celebrated National Brownie Day last Wednesday with what it believes is the largest pop brownie ever. No way. Yeah. <laughs> And this story hits on all cylinders, right? Because it's a weed story. It's a Great Lane story. But the pot brownie was three foot by three foot. So it's like a 33 story, too. Yeah. How do you like them brownies? Oh, I like them a lot. Thing weighs 850 pounds and contains 20,000 milligrams of THC. Yes. Now, uh. This is kind of like a PR stunt to launch off their edibles line, but I say, good job. That's a great stunt. I love it. Surely it's illegal as fuck to have a product like that, right? Well, they're is sending it, like it over the milligram limit, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> they didn't say nothing about that in the article. <laughs> good. Uh, they're sending it to a dispensary in Middleborough, Massachusetts, uh, where it will be sold to a patient. That's in quotes. So I don't know if the patient has already like put down a deposit or something on this brownie or if they're just saying like, oh, come buy this thing. Because uh, it says later in the article that the purchase price is still to be determined. Oh, geez. So they're going to sell it all as one. There's no way. Um, I'm just saying there's going to be legal complications with them doing that. I, I would think so. I support it wholeheartedly. I think it's freaking awesome. Uh, biggest pot brownie ever. That's dope. But you gotta cut it up into pieces for everyone. The way right? these ninny nanny fucking laws all are, you, they're not gonna be able to sell it, man. Somebody's gonna say, "Yeah, especially Massachusetts." Yes. Where's our impact fees for the largest brownie ever? <laughs> That's gonna make a large impact. Uh, we'll have patients lined up around the block. But well, another story everyone's been talking about. 
Tools drummer Danny Carey got arrested at KCI this uh, Sunday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Allegedly, he finger-pushed an employee and shouted, You're a fucking faggot. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the story that I read goes. Based. Uh, He was wearing a Chiefs jersey, so uh, unclear if he was at the Chiefs game or not. Pretty clear to me, but... Probably liquored up a bit. And uh, I guess he might be hit with a $13,900 fine. Big oofs. Yeah, big oofs, but maybe worth it to finger shove an employee at the airport and call him a fucking faggot to their face. I don't know. (laughs) But he was in town. Well, he wasn't in Kansas City, but he was over in Kansas playing drums at the Kansas versus Mizzou basketball game this weekend. Oh, they still do those, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's no surprise who won either. Kansas. Kansas? (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, he's from Kansas. I didn't know that. But I do know that there's no such thing as bad news, right? You know, all news is good news. Here we are talking about Tool in the Bowl. They've got a tour coming up, 2022. Oh, very so, nice. You know, th- maybe it's an elaborate PR stunt. Don't know. It's a step in the right direction after all. Could be. Could be. <laughs> emerging. Emerging. <laughs> tool, tool emerging. <laughs> uh, well, there's a new sign emerging in Delaware. It's a sign. Uh, on I-95, uh, someone noticed that the Exit 7 sp- sign had a misspelling for, uh, believe it or not, Delaware Avenue. Misspelled in Delaware. Oh, gee. It was spelt Delaware without an A. Between the L and the W. So, uh, right now it's just covered up with, like, a trash bag or something black. <laughs> just leave it there. They're, while they're waiting for a new sign to arrive. Oh, just leave it I know, while right? the sign's there. I mean, come on. I like. I want to know. A missing A versus a trash bag over the sign? Like, are you that fucking embarrassed? Apparently. Just take it down. Just take it down. Just or get your just ratchet set because... and take it down. How You're many put people? put a fucking trash bag over it. How many people drove off that exit or passed that exit every day and never even read it incorrectly? You know? They didn't even notice that the A was missing. I want to know when that sign went up. Like, how long has that been up that no one noticed there was a mis- misspelling on it? Delaware, man. That's just a local alternative spelling. Oh, yes. Delaware Ave in Delaware. We call it Delaware. But, you know, you sometimes you read things and your brain just fills in the missing parts. Well, now they're reading trash bags, and they're just in a sad state of affairs. No, now they're not reading anything, because the, the sign's covered up. So, you know, if you're uh, new to the area, or passing through, or trying to figure out your way around, that might mess you up. Jeez, Delaware. First state, worst state confirmed. Good job, boys. Yeah, well, <sighs> there was an accidental shooting in New Hampshire this week. Oops. And it led police to a home with 72 cats. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You know how this story I goes. I didn't know... Uh, I didn't know that the uh, Bimroses had a summer home in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. It, it's, it can't be the Bimroses. Uh, 
surely they wouldn't be, you know, accidentally discharging around from a rifle while trying to clean it. Yeah, this guy, the hospital called the cops because a guy showed up to the ER with a gunshot wound to the abdomen. And I guess that's just protocol. You know, you show up with a gunshot wound, cops are going to get involved. Yes. So the guy said, well, I was cleaning my rifle and I put it on my workbench when it fell to the floor and discharged around and hurt me real bad. (laughs) So Mm. the police did conclude it was accidental, but they had to go to the home and look around. And uh, well, they said there was an overwhelming stench when they pulled up. And initially they found 30 cats. Um, but by Wednesday... That ain't even the half of it. No, exactly. They, they did immediately declare the place uninhabitable because it was covered with feline feces and urine, uh, and it had, like, very unsafe levels of ammonia uh, that they tested for. And so, uh, yeah, they initially found the 30 cats, and then they came back Wednesday and had a total of 67 removed, and then they came back on Friday and found five more. Jesus. Yeah, so. Uh... <laughs> Sir Bimra says, uh, fuck you, Sir Spencer. I may have too many cats, but I know how to handle a goddamn fire. <laughs> hey, I vouch for you, Sir Bimra. You know. Uh, I know that about you. I also kind of have a very big head scratch when it comes to I dropped my rifle and it shot me in the stomach. Oh, like, me too. You know how many basic safety <laughs> violations you have to make for that to be true? A lot. Several. Like, yeah. Yeah, several. A lot, a lot. I think one of the cats got pissed off and shot him. <laughs> That's personally. gotta be it, man. That has to be it. Yeah, they're pretty smart little birds. Or, buggers, you know, man. I mean, all of that cat piss in that concentration, it's gotta, it's gotta mess with your mind a little bit, man. He's probably just oh. tripping on cat piss. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think you might be onto something. Well, the good news for anyone looking to adopt a cat in New Hampshire is that the uh, New Hampshire SPCA will have 50, no, 72 cats <laughs> available for adoption, ranging from kitten age to adult age. There's a cat for everyone. Give those kitties a home. This is not the paradise you seek. No. <laughs> ah, well, also not the paradise this dude sought when he found out he had a paper worth 7753 bucks. Ooh. Yeah, a piece of paper. You know what it was? $7,753 bills? No, no. It was something he wrote at the University of Pennsylvania that just so happened to be graded by a TA, Elon Musk. Oh, I heard of that guy before. Yeah, me too. And uh, so had the guy's son, who came across it and was like, the Elon Musk? And he was like, oh, I guess. So he brought it to an auction house and they auctioned it away. But he said he had just held on to the paper because he loved the professor so much. There's another the Elon school. Musk. He's just like a <laughs> he's just like a TA graduate student for like 20 years and just plays the didgeridoo downtown with a hat kind of next to it. That's what I was thinking. There's yeah. got to be more than one Elon Musk, right? Yeah. Surely. Surely. But any, either Elon! way, good for this guy getting some uh, thousands of dollars for saving paperwork from college. That's pretty good. It's a good... Return on investment for that education, I would say. Sounds pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good. This next story does not sound pretty good, though. Uh, Six years and counting, an ex-treasure hunter is still stuck in jail. Why? 
because he won't disclose the whereabouts of 500 missing gold coins found in a historic shipwreck. Y'all be taking my secrets to the grave. Also unfortunate is that his name is Tommy Thompson. He was a deep sea treasure hunter. And, uh, yeah, he discovered the SS Central America, which was also known as the Ship of Gold, in 1988. It's a Gold Rush era ship that sank off the coast of South Carolina in a hurricane. Whoa! Oh, that's a hot boost coming in. Hot boost just says, fuck yes. Hot boost from Boobery! Thank you, Boobery. Ah, uh, boobs boost. Thanks, boobs. Okay, so, uh, yeah, it <laughs> sank in a hurricane in 1857 <laughs> with thousands of pounds of gold aboard, which apparently contributed to an economic panic, Hold as one f- might imagine. Hold the phone for a second. I should mention that was a 33,000 sat boost. Whoa. Whoa, talking about thousands of pounds of gold. Big gold booster. Big dick energy. Watch the fuck out. Big boobs in the bowl. Baby. Yeah, I just had to let that sink in. Thanks, boobs. We love you. Thank you, thank you. Let it sink in like that ship sink to the bottom of the South Carolina coast. He said, we get to keep this gold. This gold staying in the bolt. That's right. We told our, our sets are going to the grave. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be repackaged and distributed. So uh, this guy, Thompson, said he's already said everything he knows about the coins, uh, but they don't believe him. And he's uh, been held in contempt of court since December 15th, 2015, incurring a daily fine of $1,000 USD. And uh, let's see. Yeah, he pled guilty in April 2015 for failure to appear for a 2012 hearing. So it's like he discovered this ship in 1988 and it took him till 2012 to realize he wasn't turning over whatever he found. Uh, He was sentenced to two years in prison and a $250,000 fine, but his criminal sentence was delayed until the issue of the gold coins was resolved. Which has not happened. Now, federal law generally limits jail time for contempt of court to 18 months. But in 2019, the federal appeals court rejected his argument that the law applies to him, saying that his refusal violates conditions of a plea agreement. So uh, he was supposed to have a virtual hearing last week, but... Undisclosed technology problems. That's the direct quote from the Associated Press. Technology problems canceled his virtual hearing, and it has been rescheduled for January 7th. I say go Tommy Thompson. He probably, you know, used the gold for things. He probably doesn't know where it is now. Yeah, man. I'd probably, I might cash in some gold. I'm just reminded of the dude dude when they're dunking his head in the toilet and they let him up. Where's the money? He's like, oh, it's down there somewhere. Let me have another look. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, a uh, company in Maine is taking another look for cardboard. ND Paper is asking residents to drop off cardboard that they can turn into packaging because of the rising cost of raw materials it typically uses. So. Well, it's kind of desperate. Yeah. We know you want to send your blankets and your water, but 
Just send your cardboard to these guys. Cereal boxes, pizza boxes, whatever you got. They'll recycle it into their uh, packaging. Greasy pizza box. Don't worry. We'll wipe it off for you. Just send it in. Yeah, just send it in. Just, just we need it. it, okay? We just need it, okay? They said it's the first time they've tried to source materials from residents, but they have had a similar program in the past where they asked employees to bring in cardboard. Whoa. So, hard times, man. Hard times, not enough packaging materials, I guess. It's rough. It is rough. But what's not rough is that the University of Central Missouri set a Guinness World Record this week. Oh, damn. Yeah, for the most people riding mules during a parade. Who knew? It's not racist, it's a fact! That's right. Yeah, 50 people rode mules down a road as part of their 150th anniversary of the school. Very nice. Set a gosh darn Guinness World Record with it. So, you know, if you want to beat that world record, you got to get 51 people riding mules down a road. All mule, on film. All mule records belong to Missouri. Every other state blown the fuck out. Yeah. Keep them in the show me state. Show me your mules. <laughs> you might have seen this one this week. The Dash for Cash fundraiser at a junior hockey league game in South Dakota. Did you see this? No. I gotta make sure it was South Dakota, not North Dakota. I might just be hating on it. Uh, oh, yeah, South Dakota. Here we go again. More things for me to shit on South Dakota about. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, so this Dash for Cash fundraiser uh, came between periods of the game at Center Ice uh, where 10 local teachers were told to get on their hands and knees to grab for $1 bills to fund school projects. All cash, baby. And uh, so they had five minutes to collect as much of the $5,001 bills as they possibly could. Spread a boot. Get carpet scrambling. On their hands and knees. No, we can't donate five grand. We got to make you crawl around. Get on your hands and knees, teachers. You got to earn it, baby. I mean, I think it's pretty funny. I saw the pictures and was like, what the hell is going on there? And read about it. But the reason it shows up in my lands is because the Sioux Falls Stampede and CU Mortgage Direct, which donated the cash, have submitted an apology for the Dash for Cash fundraiser yesterday, saying they can see how it might have been degrading and insulting to teachers. And so they kicked in 15500 extra dollars to area teachers to spend. Very nice. Yeah. Ooh. Almost as nice as the uh, pussy pick Sir Bimmer has posted in the bowl. Oh, very nice. Oh, my. That's another way to contribute value. Send your pussy pics, your dick pics. All nudes accepted in the bowl all the time. 816-607-3663. But, uh, yeah. My final story for the lanes this week is that Dozens of camels have been barred from the Saudi beauty contest over <laughs> Botox. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only the Saudis would have a beauty contest for camels. It's what is going on? The King Abdulaziz Camel Festival <laughs> Bowlers, which kicked off earlier this month. This is a month-long festival of camels. <laughs> Inviting breeders to compete for $66 million in prize money. Hot damn. But this year, they had the biggest ever crackdown 
on the beauty contestants oh. that received artificial touch-ups. Uh-oh. And more than 40 camels were disqualified. Come on. Yeah. So, uh... You know the percentage of, uh, the human beauty pageant participants who have the silicon titties or the Botox faces or all of that stuff? All of them? I'm sure it's a great deal. I mean, I don't have the numbers. I didn't go to study it myself. But camels, come on. But camels, man. Camels. First of all, that's a waste of perfectly decent Botox. But second of all, if they're going for beautiful, <laughs> they're going to have a facelift for a camel, I guess, right? I think camels are beautiful just the way they are. Right. I'm all into natural humps. Those, those spitting, toofy. I loved camels. They're cute, but they're also really gross. Like but round, that's... soft, squishy, natural humps. Oh, those are the best humps. You know, sometimes they're a little saggy, but <laughs> it's all natural, baby. Just means they're working. Yeah. Yeah, so they uh, say that dozens of breeders had stretched out the lips and noses of the camels, used hormones to boost their muscles, injected their heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger. Whoa inflated body parts with rubber bands and used fillers to relax their faces this is crazy this is a clown world for sure yeah honk honk (laughs) but there's other things that the camels uh can do at the carnival like race or be sold oh uh, yeah it's an see now you don't get that kind of action at the uh human beauty pageants oh no 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 uh just got a little strut on the catwalk and some talent, you know, and some silly answers to some silly questions. Yes. And bikinis. Bikinis. Now, yeah, they got to put camels in bikinis. What's up with that? Oh, what's up with that? It's clearly lacking on the camel side of things. Yeah. Please, you know, there's pros and there's cons of beauty pageants, both human and camel. And uh, I don't know. How, how, do you get to, how do you get it right? You know, you just do the best you can time after time. Did we officially pick a F time for next oh, week? Oh, we didn't. Good thinking. Because we uh, wrote down the. We wrote down a few ideas. We wrote real down quick. a couple ideas. Fuck with the Ouija board. Um, we have fired. We have uh, first time I ever fell in love with a movie. Uh, had phone sex. Was in a car accident. Tongued a hole. Found a dead animal. Got drunk. Had a sign from the afterlife. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Mini, mini, money, mo. Um, yeah. What do you want to do? No pressure. Oh, I, I said. Oh, first time I had deja vu. I can't. I I thought I had already read that, so I didn't read that one. But guess I didn't. Oh, that really sticks out. Maybe we should go with that one. Yeah, yeah. First time I ever experienced deja vu. First time I ever had deja vu. Yes, experienced is fine. Yeah. First time I ever experienced deja vu. First time I ever experienced deja vu or had deja vu? I guess experience is fine. All right, that's it then. Uh, next week, call 816-607-3663. Till then, keep streaming, keep boosting. That's right. Think about your questions for our guest this Sunday for another Bowls of Buds, Mo Fax. That's right. You got to be there. Be there, be square. I've been Dame DeLorean. And I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And until next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. 
I'm sick of your fucking smoke. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Yeah. It's just weird they talk the checks into it. You're not gonna end prohibition by getting arrested. Oh man! Oh man! Do you know how bad you sound? You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Bowl after bowl.com.